It's me, Nick, again. Um, back with difficult conversations. It's 11.18 right now. It's kind of late. I told y'all I was going to get y'all the episode. Um, and tired as hell. I'm my first kickboxing lesson today, but... <laughs> You know, I promised y'all I was going to do something, and I like to make good of my promises, so <clears throat> stay tuned for a good show. I plan on talking about maturity, as well as gun violence and gun control. So, thank you again for embarking on this journey with me. Appreciate all you guys for listening, and even those who don't listen, will eventually listen. Thank y'all. Um, Alright, let's do this. All right, so let me start off by talking about maturity real quick. Um, maturity is a funny thing. Hold on. I'm actually going to read you guys the definition and Google the definition of maturity. Just give me a quick second here. <clears throat> Maturity, the state, fact, or period of being mature. Okay. The state, fact, or period of being mature. That's how maturity is defined. Okay. So what does that mean? Honestly, it doesn't mean anything. Be honest with you, um, that definition is useless because it doesn't tell you what maturity is in terms of how to become mature. So let me give you my idea. First of all, let me say that I'm a believer in maturity is subjective in terms of what is mature to me may not be mature to you. For example, if if I'm the type of person who when I'm feeling some sort of negative emotion likes to just have a minute to myself, I find that mature. And within that minute, it... It, it allows you to calm down and, you know, be be one with yourself and how you're feeling. That's mature. Conversely, right, I don't see compartmentalizing to the point where you form partitions in your head mature. Because all that does is bodily motion. That being said, the way I deal with emotion, right, is mature in some ways, but not in others. In certain scenarios, experiencing what you feel, letting letting yourself indulge a little bit is the most mature route. 
in other situations, compartmentalizing and blocking things out is a mature route. And that proves a deeper level of, okay, we identified the mature method to deal with the situation, but what's the best method? Because the mature way isn't always the best way. Sad to say, I mean, think about this way, you know, if you're in a situation, if you're with, you're with a friend and one of your, that friend tells, that friend says to you, Hey, you know, um, my uncle passed away. My uncle's like a father to me and starts breaking down. It's a mature thing of you to say, Hey, stop crying. Your uncle's gone now. There's not much you can do about it. You just have to move forward and pick yourself back up. But is that the best thing to do in that situation? Obviously not. Because that's how you end up with a swift kick to the face. So, maturity. What is maturity? Okay. Maturity is learning. It's having the necessary skill. Let me let me break down what maturity is real quick. A lot of things encompass maturity. One of them is knowing how to react to certain situations, when to react and when not to react. That is maturity. Knowing the situation you are in and acting accordingly in a way that provides the smoothest transition for you and whoever else is in that situation. You understand? Maturity isn't some hard-coded, you know, if, if this happens, you must do this. No. Maturity is not that. And whoever tells you that does not understand what maturity is. Second part, maturity is accepting someone for who they are. Regardless of whether you like a certain thing about them or not. And as a mature adult, if you don't like something about someone else... You, that's on you to weigh the pros and cons and say to yourself, hey, do I really want this person in my life or not? You know? And if you do, if the, the pros outweigh the cons, you accept that person's shortcomings, that person's faults, you move on and you grow from it. And if that person isn't worth it, if the cons outweigh the pros, then you respectfully tell them, hey, wish you the best of luck, but I can't be part of your life. That is maturity. Immediately identifying that whether the pros outweigh the cons and either maintaining or erasing the relationship Based on those pros and cons. What is maturity? Maturity is also listening before you speak. Maturity is having the skills to stop talking for five minutes 
and listen. Okay. And, you know, I, I know a lot of people say, well, I, well, I listen, you know, when, when someone, when someone, when someone says something, I listen, you know, I, I, I hear what you say, do you, okay. Do you hear what they're saying or are you listening? Cause these are two different things, right? Hearing is in one ear or the other. I can hear my alarm go off and still sleep through it because I'm not listening to it. I can hear my body say, you know, I'm dying for water, I'm dehydrated, and not listen to it. Hearing is just the act of acknowledging that something is there. That is hearing. Hearing is you saying to yourself, this exists. This is present. This is a thing. Listening, conversely, is a lot more difficult. Listening involves you taking in that information, right? And making decisions based on that information. So hearing is completely passive. You can you can hear, right, passively all day. Listening is an active skill. To listen, to truly listen to another is an active skill that many people do not have. Especially in the social media age, man, I'm telling you. People talk and people hear more than they listen. Think about that. What is maturity? Maturity is the ability, how do I say, how do I put this the best way? The maturity is having the ability to realize things aren't going to go your way and accept it and move on, right? The ability to realize things are not going to go your way, accept it, and move on. You know, oftentimes people like to fight the inevitable. People like to fight something that's coming towards them. And I don't blame you. It's a natural human reaction. If you're uncomfortable with something, you fight it. But there comes a point in every situation where you say to yourself, is this worth the fight? Can I even win this fight? And if you can't, it is. it takes a mature person to accept that reality, learn from it, and move on from it. To constantly bring up the past and old wounds. And you did this three months ago. And you did this five months ago. And you did this on December 3rd, 1927. That's not maturity. That's pettiness. Maturity is being able to understand the difference between a feeling and a fact. And, you know, again, this is one of those things that may sound obvious. 
right? <clears throat> but many people cannot distinguish between a feeling and a fact, right? If you're in a relationship and you tell your girlfriend or boyfriend, whatever, I feel like I'm not getting enough attention. I feel like I'm not getting the affection that I think I should be getting. And then your boyfriend, girlfriend replies, well, I do this and I do that. And, you know, I, I care about you and I love you. You know, the stop. I want you to really think about whether that's a mature response or not. Really think about it. Feeling versus fact. Your partner knows that you love that that you love him or her because if they didn't know that, I guarantee they wouldn't be in a relationship with you. Your partner knows that you care because if they didn't, they probably wouldn't be in a relationship with you. Your partner knows right that you're trying and if they didn't they probably would not be in a relationship with you it's about a feeling a wise man once told me right that it's not enough to see the sun you have to feel it on your skin i mean why do people go to florida for vacation in the summer I mean, you can look at videos and pictures of the sun all day. You can look at videos of the beach. You can look at videos of, you know, Disneyland and Disney World or, or Universal and Magic Kingdom and all those places. But going there, experience it, experiencing it, being in it is. It's a totally different thing. And not to say that knowing isn't important because knowing is very important knowing that your partner cares for you and loves you is totally important i mean i would never sit there and poo poo that that is one of the most important things if not the most important thing in a relationship like you, you need to know that your partner is on board with you but when it doesn't feel like it that's when things go sour and people cannot distinguish between a feeling and a fact. The fact is there. The fact is established. The fact has been established, but the feelings have not been. Maturity. Maturity is a funny thing, you know. I think I'm a mature person, right? I'm willing to believe that most people think they're mature. Who am I to say they're not? I didn't grow up with your experiences. I didn't grow up, you know, the way you did. I didn't, I didn't see the things you saw. I didn't feel the things you, feel, you felt. I didn't hear the things you heard. I wasn't around the people who you were around. This goes to my next point that maturity is the ability to understand that everyone is right. Everyone is mature in their own perspective. From their point of view, from when they from where they stand, they are right. All the time. 
and yep, pe- people do have the ability to say, hey, I, I was wrong in the situation and, you know, I, I could have done something better and I could have, I could have, um, you know, I, I could have done something differently. But arguments wouldn't happen, right? If people didn't think they were right all the time. Just a fact. You wouldn't have debates. You wouldn't have arguments. I mean, I mean, look at look at just the political realm. I mean, Republicans versus Democrats. Republicans think they're right on immigration and um, tax reform and um, you, and and the stock market and you know criminal justice reform. And Democrats think they're right. Democrats think. You know, we should be taxing people more. We should have more government spending. We should have more government programs to benefit, you know, low income and working class people. We should have um, subsidized college. While Republicans and conservatives say, you know, no, you know, that's going to bankrupt the that's going to bankrupt the United States. Um, that's going to put a necessary burden on people who can't benefit or don't want to benefit from those things um it's messy it's unfair um you're meddling too much and who's to say either those philosophies are right or wrong from the democrats perspective they're right and from the republicans perspective they're right But neither of them can understand that right or wrong does not matter because when two people are arguing and they both think they're right, nothing gets solved if you focus on right and wrong. Right or wrong only exists in math and science. Beyond that, there is no... Listen. Based on my experiences, I'm right in whatever situation I am. And based on someone else's experiences, they're right. And I could be wrong and, 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 and they could be wrong. But assigning blame, pointing the fingers, what what does that solve? Right or wrong? What does that solve? Are you now, do you feel better about yourself? Is it an ego thing? Do you just like to to hear people say you're right all the time? If that's the case, then I'm sorry, but that is not maturity. If you need pats on the back to boost your ego, that's not maturity. I'm sorry. Maturity is a funny thing, man. I'm telling you. People have to throw that word around and nobody knows what it means. I see so many tweets, right, and Facebook posts about, you know, this guy's immature and that guy's immature and all guys are immature, blah, blah, blah. You don't know that dude's history. You don't know where he's where he's come from and where he's going. You, you don't know what kind of lifestyle he lives. 
And he could damn well think you're immature. And that's why he did the things that he did. Communication. Understanding that right and wrong does not matter. Fixing the problem matters. That's it for my maturity segment. Um, We'll go to break. And I'll get to talking on gun control and gun violence a little bit. And then... It's off the bed for me. Okay, next up, I want to talk a little bit about gun violence and gun control because I've been seeing some crazy stuff and craziness online, man. Social media, the news. Crazy. All right, let me just tell y'all what my stance on guns are. Is, sorry, is. My stance is human beings are too irresponsible to own firearms in any capacity. I truly believe that. We are so bent on self-destruction and domination that we should not be allowed to own firearms, especially in a capitalist society like we have today. Someone argues modern day fascism. There is nothing that a gun can be used for other than harming someone else. I, I remember Man, it was not last summer, but the summer before that, um, the tragedy happened in Nice and I think about 80 people died, it's a terrorist attack. And I saw talking heads on CNN literally get up on national TV and say, well, I don't see liberals talking about banning vans, banning trucks. Dude, come on. Are you that dumb? Are you that dense? Seriously. No, seriously. Like, like I have to ask. And, like, I don't, I, I don't like to label myself a liberal. I think in a lot of ways I am liberal. In a lot of ways I'm conservative. I think I'm just me and I have my own opinion. Um, but dude, come on. Really? Like, I, I shouldn't even have to address that because let's, let's, let's just be adults here. Okay. Moving on to gun violence. People really think it's a good idea to arm teachers, people who are teaching your children, right? Do you think it's a good idea to arm them with guns? In what world, okay, is it a good idea to have a shootout in the parking lot or a shootout in the hallway or a shootout in the cafeteria? On top of the fact that 
it's already been proven that bad guys with guns aren't stopped by good guys with guns. In fact, good guys with guns oftentimes hurt other good people without guns. Unintentionally, of course, but hurt them nonetheless. Human beings are too irresponsible to own firearms. And now you want to put firearms in the hands of people whose sole responsibility is to educate. Okay. We're trying to educate our children. And and, and the craziest part is that Trump, man, it's like... We don't have money to fund U.S. citizens to go to college. We don't have money to support and back the dreamers of this country. We don't have money to guarantee the right of health care to United States citizens, but we somehow have the money to arm every teacher in America. Do I need to explain why this is a bad idea? Seriously. Do I need to? I mean... I can only think about, man, my high school teachers, Medford High School, man, imagine, like, some of them, like, I mean, I never had her, but, you know, Miss Began, whoever's listening to this, you know, knows Miss Began, imagine her with a gun. Come on now. Imagine, you know, dude like um, Mr. Cullen or something, I, I, I wouldn't even trust him with a gun, you know what I mean? Come on now, man. Let's be reasonable. Let's be smart about this. And people always say, well, you know, it's my Second Amendment right. It's my right to own guns. For what? What are you doing with those? Hunting? There's a, you live 10 minutes from a grocery store. Why are you hunting? Why? Why are you hunting? Oh, it's to stop a tyrannical government. Trust me. Trust me. You are not stopping the U.S. government with your little pistol. It's not happening. I can guarantee you that. I can't guarantee many things in life. There aren't many guarantees in life, you know, but the few there are are death Taxes, and you for damn sure ain't stopping the U.S. government with a pistol. Come on now, let's be smart. The Constitution that guarantees this right was written in a time where there was no police. People actually had to hunt for their food. Black people weren't considered people. Women weren't considered people. To be a contributing member of society, you have to be a straight, white, 
Christian male who own land. This is written in the time where minorities weren't, weren't brought to the table. This is written in the time where um, there was no sense of sexuality in the, in, in the country. This was written in the time of slavery. This was a completely different world that the Constitution was written. Okay? Completely different world. You don't need the right to own guns, man. You don't. Because what are you doing with those guns? And a lot of people who have guns just have them to have them. And how many times have we seen people with these elaborate gun collections who have dependents who can't control themselves get in the hand of those guns and kill people? Look at Dylan Roof, man. Dylan Roof. If his mom didn't own all those damn guns, there's a good chance that he wouldn't have killed all those people. Why? Why do we own guns? I mean, Chris Rock says something really profound about gun control. He said, okay, it's your right to bear arms. That's fair. We'll let you buy guns. We're going to make ammunition real expensive. I mean, yeah, you can buy this gun, but these bullets cost $500 a piece. And you know if a bullet costs $500 a piece, you won't use that thing unless you absolutely have to. You know what I'm saying? You weren't using that thing until you, unless you absolutely have to. And I agree with that. At the very least. Because now it's getting sickening. How many times do politicians and celebrities and athletes have to give us our thoughts and prayers? Thoughts and prayers. You know, my, my thoughts and prayers are with the people of Florida. My thoughts and prayers are with the people of you know, um, Nevada. My thoughts and prayers are with the people of California. Thoughts and prayers don't stop people from killing each other, man. Take it from me. I, I am religious. I believe in a one true God in Jesus Christ. I'm a Pentecostal, Pentecostal by birth and by choice and I will be the first person to sit up here and tell you <laughs> that thoughts and prayers ain't saving nobody okay and you know what let me give a special shout out to Delta Delta Airlines man I, I saw this saw this today Delta Airlines made the bold step of cutting ties with the NRA. 
And anybody who knows me knows how I feel about the NRA, man. The NRA is the new KKK. They might as well be. They might as well be. All the NRA is is a terrorist group that continues to perpetuate domestic violence in this country because they refuse to take any responsibility for these senseless attacks. In fact, they are paying politicians to go easier on gun control laws. Taking the standpoint of the only thing that stops a bad guy with a gun is a good guy with a gun. Really? Find me five pieces of evidence throughout history that show that, that prove that the only thing that stops a bad guy with a gun is a good guy with a gun. Because it feels like half the time these bad guys with guns are stopping themselves. They're killing themselves. Shout out Delta Man for taking the stand and... Man, I forget what his name is, but he was a lieutenant governor of Georgia. Man, you're a coward. Okay? Let me tell you, you are a coward. People die at the hands of these things. And they are and they are legal in this country. People are can people continue to die at the hands of firearms and you are making this political. Saying conservatives are going to fight back. This isn't about politics, bro. This is about people's lives. And this goes back to my maturity segment before. Right? It all ties in. Because had this person been mature, he would have realized that pointing fingers and starting fights isn't going to solve the problem. Coming up with a solution is going to solve the problem. Picking a fight with Delta Airlines is not going to is, is, is not gonna save lives, man. You know what is going to save lives? Responsible gun control laws. Educating people that these things are not to be trifled with. And, I mean, I, I already told myself a long time ago, I will never own a gun. I will never in my life own a gun. I told myself that a long time ago. There was no chance of me ever owning a gun. But the off chance that I ever did, I would hope that somebody would want to educate me on the power that I have in my hand. Like I'm literally holding life and death in my hand. And people want to politicize that. How many children have to die? How many women have to die? How many men have to die? 
How many aunts and uncles and brothers and cousins and sisters and dads and moms and friends have to die for us to wake up and realize that we are our own worst enemy because we refuse to solve the problems that are staring us in the face. This isn't anything new, people. Guns have always been an issue. Weaponry has always been an issue. Violence has always been an issue. Why aren't we doing anything about it? Is it too much to ask of the people who we put in office to say, hey, protect us. Protect us from ourselves. And is it too much to ask of ourselves to love each other, to treat each other with respect, to promote life and happiness? To not hurt one another because we are all on the same journey, man. We all end up in the same place one way or another. We all depend on somebody. You know, these shooters don't understand that they're killing mothers, they're killing fathers, they're killing people with families. People with three, four, five, six kids. It's this gun-toting mentality that we have in this country with citizens, with police, and even the military. At the end of the day, we are all human beings, man. That's what I don't understand. There's no need to kill each other. There is no need. There's enough to go around. There's enough food to go around. There's enough wealth to go around. There's enough everything to go around. When people get selfish and people get angry and people get spiteful and vindictive and this is what it turns into. People, please. Be safe out there. Know your surroundings. Know the people who you're with. Protect yourself. But educate those around you. Spread life. Spread love. Spread joy. Thank you. All right, guys. Thank you for, you know, taking the time to listen to this. It's late. You know, I'm tired as hell. Had a long ass day. Even longer day tomorrow. Um, but I just want to thank y'all again for embarking on this journey with me. Like I said, this is a podcast for the people as well as myself. So, I mean, if anybody got feedback or want to make a special guest appearance or just, you know, want to show some love, I'm 
for it. I mean, hey man, I'm new to this content creation thing. And you know, I'm, I'm just spinning off the dome right now. I'm not even writing anything down. All this stuff is coming from the heart, man. Um, you know, in the future, I hope to refine this a little bit and get a, a concise format and a, and a real schedule. But for now, you know, I just want to say, you know, thank you guys again for whoever's been listening. I mean, I appreciate it. Love you from the bottom of my heart. I mean, you don't got to do it. Taking the time out your day and time is precious. Time is money. Time is worth something. I mean, and you know, you don't get that time back. So I really do appreciate whoever's been taking the time out to listen to me. Um, Next episode, stay tuned for that. I mean, I don't know when it's going to be. Sometime soon, obviously. I'm not sure what the topic is going to be. Um, I got to rack my brain and see what I really want to talk about, what I want to touch upon. Um, might do a review or something. Um, I mean, if y'all want me to watch a movie, listen to an album, watch a TV show, you know, let me know. Happy to review, whatever. Um, for now, just signing off. My name is Nick. Thank you guys again. Can't say it enough. And um, don't be afraid to have a difficult conversation. Thank you.